Hey guys, welcome to Here's the Point. This is a part of a college ministry in Middle Tennessee. This podcast is designed for the college student. While you're navigating some of the hardest seasons you've faced so far, we desire for this podcast to point you to the Word and help you work through decisions and dilemmas from a biblical perspective. For more information about our ministry, go check us out on Instagram at thepointnv. What's up, friends, and welcome to another episode of Here's the Point. My name is Dakota Logan, and with me, as always, we have our girl Delaney Degalo. Hey! And today we have a guest for the first time, one of our interns, senior at MTSU, Caleb Smith. What's up, Caleb? Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Caleb, glad to have you, man. Glad that you're it would be on the podcast with us. So we have Ooh. a tradition, Caleb, as the, at the start of each episode, we ask a fun question that just, I don't know, kind of provokes some interesting conversation. So today, a lot of our conversation, I won't tell you our conversation yet, but if you're, here's the question, if your friends were to give you a superlative, so like, perfect, Caleb, I don't know if y'all, like if superlatives is a thing that ki- kids do nowadays, they still do in high schools, but it's like... You know, Delaney, what are some examples of superlatives? Like, in like award, best dress, most, like most talkative, most best car. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So if your friends were to give you a superlative that may not, like, you may not take pride in it, but it's just honest about you, what would your superlative be? Delaney, I, I, you, can, you can lead us off here. What would Perfect. So... Fun fact, my senior superlative, my senior year of high school was most talkative, which is shocking. I don't know why they gave me that. But what will my friends give me? Um, I was thinking, oh, gosh, this is hard. Um, probably they would give me the award most likely to tell a joke at the wrong time. Something like ah. that. Um, or most likely to do something embarrassing in public. Something like that. Like, I always do, like, sometimes when I'm uncomfortable, I use humor. So I would probably tell a joke at a really poor time. I'm the one that laughs, laughs, like, in all the wrong moments. Like, it's really bad. Or most likely to be over-the-top loud, like a volume thing, like to shout. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Probably probably most likely (laughs) to tell a joke at the wrong time. That's the, I'm locking it in. If you're my friends, please let me know if you agree with this. I think that that's the superlative. Or most likely to have a shrine to Zac Efron. Probably another one. Could that's be another good. superlative. Mm-hmm. Lots of superlatives. Thing. <laughs> All right, Caleb, what would, what would yours be? What would your superlative be? Well, in high school, I won school spirit. Okay. Ooh. Because I used to, because we're a big basketball school. Um, I'm from Jacksonville, Arkansas, and we used to, I used to be on the court side, and we used to, I used to just yell at the other team. And uh, I loved it. Um, so I'd probably be most loud, but I think today my friends would probably say I'm most likely to say bro or dude. Uh, bro. Um, Nathan's yes, going to give you a I, run for your money on that. I don't know. Nathan, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's kind of where it started. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Most likely yeah. to say bro, bro. Bro. All right, Dakota, what's yours? Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest here, and this isn't this isn't a highlight, but this is just me being real, being honest. Um, it's probably if from my support of the my friends would give me, it would probably be most likely to not respond. Like if I get a text 100%. or or a call, I don't always respond so in the true. most timely yeah. fashion. 
You know, you don't have to say that. But anyways. Oh, it's you know, not true. <laughs> I say I don't that re- just none of us ever, we don't reply to Dakota. I don't respond <laughs> don't do in the most timely fashion. And then it just kind of gets buried down in my, like, in the text messages or whatever. And the then abyss. It's like, it can be days or, you know, like my buddy has come before and been like, hey, like, I texted you a week ago. And I haven't heard back. I'm like, oh, bro, I'm sorry. I meant to. I meant to text you back. I'm sorry. So yeah, I'm I'm that friend. I'm sure everyone has that friend, and I'm that friend. I'm at least You're owning it. I'm at least owning it. I feel like every friend group has like a certain like group of superlatives, like least likely to respond, loudest, like you know, you've got the mom of the friend. Like everyone's got things. The yeah, bro yeah, person. Yeah. So I love it. So just think about the superlatives for your friends, you guys. This is very important. So that's a perfect way to introduce what our topic is going to be today. Today we are going to be talking about something that is important to all of us, and that is friendship. Yeah. F is for friends who do stuff together. It felt right. Oh, my. Way to go. SpongeBob. Woo. But today we're going to be talking about friendships. We're going to be talking about a broad scheme of things. What does a good friendship look like? How do we maintain them? And what to do when friends aren't um, what they should be. Yep. So this is we're going to cover it all. Um, and this is important because friendships are something that all of us have and that all something that all of us should strive to have because it's important. So today, right. to start us off, Caleb, what are the characteristics of a good friend and a good friendship? Those kind of work together. But what are some characteristics yeah. that good friends have and good friendships show? Um, man, for me, honestly, um, a good friend, just to start with that, um, is just somebody that you can be intimate with. Um, I know we've kind of talked about this before and um, I read a book once and it talked about intimacy means intimacy. And uh, Dakota did finally decide to text me back one day. It was like 5.30 yesterday morning. <laughs> You're welcome. And he sent me this tweet. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> he sent me this tweet and it said, it's by Sam Alberry. It says, we tend to assume that love and intimacy only operate in a romantic or sexual contact context. Whereas the Bible speaks about friendship. Mm -hmm. And so intimacy literally means into me you see. And so having a friend that cares enough to see into your heart and how you feel. um, And same going for us as friends, caring enough to care about the other person. But in a good friendship, um, I think that being brutally honest, um, that's that's an incredible characteristic. But also being able to take brutal honesty from our friends. because from that, we get love and accountability. I know my friend Nathan um, talked about him a second ago. Um, a while back, <clears throat> we were working out in his gym. It was over the quarantine time, if you will. And, um, you know, we, we kind of butted heads one day. And um, he was just super honest with me. He was like, man, I just don't know where your heart's at. And, uh, you know, that's my best friend. That's my 2 a.m. guy. And to hear that was really hard. Mm-hmm. And at first, I didn't want to take that brutal honesty. But after... After a little bit, kind of swallowing some pride and realizing that I was in the wrong, um, you know. Were you just like being a jerk? That's what friends Were you do. like being a jerk or like why? Like, oh, dude, I was just, I was just, yeah, I was being a tool, if you will. Like I just wasn't, I, I wasn't the good, the good yeah. guy. And so, uh, just having people that'll just be honest, but it takes two two sides, you know. You yeah. gotta be able to take it too. Yeah, I think that's really important because, like you said, it's it's good to have friends that are honest. And I think sometimes we don't like honesty in our friends. Um, Have you ever noticed that like good friends won't be the one to just tell you what you want to hear, which I think sometimes we think that that's what a good friend does. Like, do you like this outfit? Like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I love it. When you actually don't or bigger issues like 
do you think this is a good person for me to date? Or like, and sometimes we try to be non-controversial friends, which isn't what we're called to be. Um, Uh A good friendship is like a good friend looks more like Jesus because even in John 15, like the Lord literally says like, he's a friend to us. So good friends Mm -hmm. exude the characteristics of Jesus and good friendships push us to Christ, not away from him. So Christ, like the Lord himself is honest. And like, I think that that's why it's important to have friendships where, you know, you're going to hear the truth, the truth from God's word, but also just truth in everyday situations that they're going to tell you, not just what you want to hear, because that doesn't make anybody better. Yeah. That's, those are the most difficult, like what Nathan did in a situation. That's the most difficult time to be a good friend because Uh the easy thing to do, Mm -hmm. the comfortable thing to do is just to like, let it go. not worry about it. It's not address it. Mm -hmm. Not my problem. But I mean, Mm-hmm. friendship's easy when everything's going great for everyone and you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's good old times and everything's rolling, you know, but it's, it's hard. Friendship is hard, but it's, it's most important in those hard moments. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Um, oh. And Proverbs 27, I, did you, did you talk about that? Do you use it? Anyways, a proverb, I, I don't remember if you use it or not, but Proverbs 27 says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an yeah. enemy multiplies mm-hmm. kisses. Do not forsake your friend, so you know? And so, I mean, like, the wounds from a friend can be trusted. That was a wound. Like Nathan just gave you a blow. But right, that's exactly oh, yeah. what exactly what you need in that moment. So that's that's great, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. We it's always good to have those friends. And I love in First Thessalonians. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. It says to encourage one another and build each other up. So it's important to know like we are called to like be honest and also called to build each other up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because good friends, like they're your source of accountability. So your friends should be the ones that are saying mm-hmm. like, hey, you're not living in a manner that reflects the Lord. Like I've had so many times. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. My friends have to call me out all the time. Like Delaney, like, is that what you should be doing right now? Um, but they also build me up. They're the first person to cheer me on. But they're also the first people to call me out when I'm not moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. You know, that goes back. It goes back to like Proverbs where we see it talks about, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like that hurts. I mean, if you think about literally iron, let's say we are iron, our flesh is iron. If I were to take iron to you, Dakota or Delaney, you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Right. It probably hurt a little yeah. bit. You're talking about chiseling off the, the parts of our life that aren't godly. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's literally, we have to have people around us that are going to sharpen us for the Lord, not for what our world is. That's so good. And I've noticed in myself too, that like, I I like, and this is this is like, you know, when Jesus said, Hey, like it's okay to remove the speck from brother's eye. Make sure you take the log out of your own eye first. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't mind being the friend that steps in and helps you to to see the speck in your eye. But I don't I don't like when when yeah. I'm having that conversation where someone's like, Hey, bro, you've got a log in your eye, and I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, like take yeah. take it Hop easy, off, you know? Like you know my heart, <laughs> right? Off, bro. And, and <laughs> you know, and so I um uh. that's. I think it takes humility too. I think a good character of a friend mm-hmm. is humility in those moments to be willing to to receive those types of rebukes that we need as believers. So Yeah. And I think another thing that's like a common thing in the world is everyone kind of like is like, Oh, your best friend has to be just like you. And I here's the thing good friendships and good friends aren't built on having all the same interests, liking all the same music. It's built on the foundation yeah. of Christ. 
Like if yes. like the best friends in the world aren't the ones that love to play the same sports as you or this right. or that, it comes back to good friendships are built on the foundation of Christ. So you could have completely different, you know, career paths and music tastes and favorite colors and favorite foods, but it doesn't matter if your foundation is Christ. Like if you see my friends, you would probably be like, what in the world? Like you guys are the most different people. But yeah. the one thing that is the same is the most important, and that's that our foundation yeah. is Christ, which is why we get along so well, because the same thing that is our priority is all of our priority, and that keeps us moving in the same direction, which helps us better love each other and encourage each other and push each other in the right direction. So, yeah. good word, Caleb. But we love to see good friendships. Like, we love good friendships. We love to have them. We love to see other people in healthy friendships. Mm-hmm. But a big part of this is not just getting these friendships, it's maintaining them. So, mm-hmm. Dakota, what is the key to maintaining healthy friendships through multiple seasons? Yeah, so uh, to, to maintain healthy friendships, you have to invest in those friendships. Here, here's just a principle that's true in all of life. You invest in what you want to grow. Ooh, yep. If, oh, yeah. if you're not willing to invest in something, then you really don't want it to grow at the end of the day, mm-hmm. or you're not prioritizing right. it like you should. Um, you know, hey, if you got a bank account, you invest in that account because you want it to grow. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a newfound love for golf. I want my golf game to improve, so I'm going to invest in that, even if it's a little excessive for Ansley's preferences, I like to invest in my golf game because I want to get better. I want that to grow, yeah. right? It's Tiger like Woods. With, 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 yeah, I'm so far. But anyways, like in relationships, in, in friendships, you have to be willing to invest if you want those to flourish and to grow. In a romantic relationship, you have to be willing to invest in a marriage. One of the, um, well, I'll get to that in a second. Your, your education or career, that's something that you want to develop and to grow. So you invest in those things, right? Um, and I was thinking, G- Jesus used a lot of like agricultural illustrations whenever he was teaching, the, and, it, and it worked mm-hmm. so well, right? So Ansley, Ansley grew a garden this spring for the first time. Like we're, we're in our home for our second year. She grew a garden this year for the first time. And like it, the reality is if she doesn't spend time like cultivating that and watering, right. like if she, doesn't, if she doesn't water the garden, it's going to die. Right. Right. If you don't, if she doesn't take steps to water it to make sure it has what it needs, then it's be- going to begin to wither. And that's what happens to our friendships when we don't invest in our friendships is that they begin to wither mm-hmm. and there begins to be conflict. And, and sometimes those, those friendships can die. Um, yeah. And like, that's not what you want to hear, but it's true. You invest in what you want to grow. So right. here, here's another principle that's true. The kind of friend that you desire to have in your life, when you think about the type of people that you want to be surrounded with, just this awesome group of friends, you know, with all the characteristics of what Caleb, we talked about before, you know, the, the kind of friend that you desire to have in your life, you've got to start being that friend. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Philippians, Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you, here it is, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Yeah. And if this is a good couple passages to, to memorize here, um, you know, not only looking to your own interests, but looking to the interests of others and seeing others more significant than yourselves. If I had to sum up, sum up what that section is about, it's selflessness. Yeah. yeah. And selflessness is the key to healthy friendships. Yeah. 
really, really selflessness is the key to, to any relationship. Whenever I sit down with a couple um, that, you know, they're, they're engaged and I'm doing premarital counseling with, with, with somebody, the thing that I always tell them, the key to marriage is being selfless. Yeah. Because ultimately, being selfless is reflecting Jesus because Jesus is the most selfless person mm-hmm. that's ever walked the earth, um, and he's God. And in, yeah. in his selflessness, he came to earth. And in his selflessness, he lived the perfect life and took our the penalty of our sins, right? That's the most selfless thing that anyone could ever do, right, is what Jesus mm-hmm. did. And so us being selfless is reflecting Jesus. And so mm-hmm. in your friendships— the key to maintaining healthy friendships, if I had to go back and answer Delaney's original question, it would be selflessness, yeah. if I had to sum it up in one word. And that looks like so many different things, right? Being selfless. You guys can probably think think of some, but like, you know, be, being there for them when they need it most. I think about Job and his friends, right? Before Job's friends were, yeah. were killing it before they started talking and trying to fix it. Like when they just were sitting with him and grieving with him in the midst of what happened to Job. Um, in the book of Job, if you're not familiar with that, you can go back and read the first few chapters. He had a bad run. Like it was one thing after another, right? And his friends came to his side and they just sat with him in silence and just grieved with him. That's what friends do. Listening instead of always speaking and pursuing them and being willing to invest, invest your time, um, be, you know, just investing in general, investing in those friendships. So what do you guys think? What, what are other, other ways that selflessness might, you know, can be like, you can, you know what I'm saying? What other yeah. <laughs> example of selflessness in, in friendships? Yeah. So I think self like selflessness. And I think even going off of that is friendships takes lots of sacrifice and it's not always convenient. Right. And I think that sometimes we want friendships to be convenient. Like, Oh, uh, like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. Oh, my friends to come whenever I need them. And I want them. I want them. I want, I, 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 and we make friendships about us, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. And that's like going to what you said, Dakota, like selflessness. Um, and you're going to have to do things that might not be your favorite with good friends. Because think about it. Even when it comes down to picking a restaurant, sometimes you're going to go somewhere your friend wants to go, even though it is your least favorite. For me, Taco Bell, mm-hmm. hate it. Not a fan. Not a popular opinion, but it's fine. <laughs> Literally all of my best friends love Taco Bell. And that's a silly example, but I suck it up and go to Taco Bell sometimes <laughs> because I love my friends. And it goes like deeper do than that. Do you not like, love Taco Bell or do you not love the effects Taco Bell has on your body? I would I'm, rather I'm, not I'm, respond. I've, I've never I've never I've never met anyone that didn't love Taco Bell in the moment. It's oh, it's God. always it's always afterwards. I just, Sorry. It gives you the runs right after. Um, my man, <laughs> okay. my public Caleb. Oh my gosh, my publicist, my publicist on, has recommended I don't respond. Something. But um, we have to do things. Ca- Ca- Caleb's first time on. The, sorry, Delaney. Caleb's first time on the podcast. His <laughs> filter. Says, this is why I haven't been immediately went to the runs. Sorry, Caleb never sorry, has sorry, a filter. Friends. Come on, kid. Um, sorry, Delaney. Gets back on track. But. I think one of the ones that was big for me that you said was listening instead of always speaking. Literally two weeks, three weeks ago, I had a conversation with one of my best friends and I looked at her and I was like, I have done a terrible job about listening. Like in this season, I have just spoken and I haven't done a good job about, you know, checking in on your heart. Like I've wanted you to carry my burdens and I Mm. haven't offered to carry any of yours. And I like the Lord gave me major conviction on that of like, hey, she knows all of this. Like, have you checked in? And I was like, ah, 
like I can be so quick to speak and so slow to listen, which we'll get back to that mm-hmm. in a little bit. But it was just a major conviction. And I literally like <laughs> we sat on her laundry room floor and I just like cried. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And obviously she didn't hate me. Like she was like, I don't love you. But it was like a big moment of conviction in my life where I was like, I don't want to be that friend that expects everything to revolve around me. And I'm not willing to lay down like my time, mm-hmm. like give a listening ear when it's needed. So that was I like that you said that selflessness is the key, my friends, because it takes a lot of sacrifice, but it's worth it. That's great. So let's let's kind of let's move forward and kind of think about now the element of friendship that none of us like, but it's how to navigate the friendship when things begin to go south. So this is just the harsh reality of of having friends. So Delaney, um, I want you to take this question: what What do we do when these friendships aren't doing well? When a friendship isn't you know, when we're not exuding the characteristics of who Jesus is, when we're not being an example and it's not healthy, a healthy friendship, um, how, like, what do we do then? Um, I want to start off by saying even the best friendships will have low seasons. I don't have yeah. any friends that I've had for a long time where we haven't gotten in fights or honestly had moments where we were like, are we even friends anymore? Um, and I think, like, even think about mm-hmm. movies. Like, there's always intertwined that there's a friendship fight because it's just it's just life. Like, it just happens. Um, and one thing I want to start off by saying is don't let a bad season ruin a good friendship. Um, just starting off with that, because I'm going to be honest, this is one thing I do not like. I feel like we got into this where we're trying to empower people to have people that are spurring them on towards the Lord in their life. And, you know, obviously Christ centered friendships, but I feel like we almost got into this cut them off like culture. Like if somebody's not not pushing you like they need to, or somebody messes up, cut them off, like get them out of your life. And it's like prune the garden, like get them all out. And it's like, yes, that sounds great in theory, but I feel like we're really quick to cut people out of our lives. Mm -hmm. Whenever it gets hard or whenever it's not convenient or when they're not quote loving us well, we cut them off because we're like, I don't need them. I don't need them in my life. Good friends have bad moments. Um, Good friends have hard seasons where like I can tell you like I've had seasons where I have not been a good friend because I'm down in the dumps and it's been tough or some of my friends have had moments where they aren't in in the best place and one verse that I think is really helpful for this is Ecclesiastes 4 9 through 10 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil for if they fall one will lift up his fellow But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him. Good friends lift each other up in hard seasons. Um, So you're going to have to be the friend that's not just expectant for others to lift you up. You have to be willing to lift other people up. Um, We're all going to fall down. And in Colossians 3.13, it says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So I think one of the keys is in these hard seasons to have honest conversations. Mm -hmm. And to have Mm -hmm. conversations where you're not being, like, passive-aggressive. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe you weren't a good friend to me. And it's like, wow, that's (laughs) not helpful at all. Um, Instead, it has to be – and not make assumptions. Like, I feel like the best conversation – And my small group leader always used to tell us to say this. I feel blank when you Mm -hmm. blank because blank. So, like, I feel isolated um, when you hang out with other people because it makes me feel like I'm not important. Okay, we can work with that and say, like, this is what I feel. Now I want to hear what you think. And not just putting on, like, an assumption, like, I know that you did this because of that. Um, and the best key I can give you to these hard seasons are James 
119. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. We got to listen. We got to be slow to anger in friendships. And just communicate. Communicate in these hard seasons because we have to be willing to forgive but also willing to admit when we fall short because we're all going to be on both sides of this. Um, And I will say this. Sometimes friendships do need to be let go, and I'm not trying to neglect that. Like there are some friends that they are doing nothing but pulling you back because earlier – First Thessalonians says we're supposed to build each other up. So someone is constantly taking a torch and lighting down everything good in your life. That is when you need to assess. Like there's obviously, and some people we have to love from a distance after a while. That's so good. We just realize that we're not there for each other and we're not building each other up like we're supposed to and we're not reflecting Christ. And you'll have to make that decision. Um, But all good things are worth hard work. And so sometimes you're going to have these friends where you have to have those open conversations and renew a friendship and restore it. But sometimes you do have to walk away because you'll realize like, hey, I don't love them well and they don't love me well. So it's just better for both of our walks to not be best friends. But you can love each other from a distance. So I would just say don't be so quick to just be like peace and blessings. Have a great life. But what are your thoughts? Caleb, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I agree 100%. Don't just leave a friendship just because it's going south. Yeah. Um, you talked about the I feel blank when you do blank because blank. Men listening to this right now, <laughs> you have feelings. You have feelings and you need to talk about them. Um, I, I have talked about Nathan. The reason he is my best friend is because we talk about how we feel, even when it sounds completely stupid. There but I think that when we're talking about an unhealthy relationship or friendship, um, it, it's that unhealthy word. I would substitute sinful. Yeah. What do we do when they are sinful? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm reading, I love Ephesians. It's one of my favorite, favorite books in the Bible. And in chapter 5, verse 13, Paul, Paul writes, But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. And so that sin is darkness. Jesus is light. So let's expose that. Let's bring Christ into this and let's really go to war together. Let's mm-hmm. fight the sin together. Yeah. Because when we allow sin to creep inside of our friendships, that's when they become toxic. And that's when we see these unhealthy divides and um, all this stuff. And so um, let, let's find our sin when it's unhealthy and mm-hmm. let's kill our sin before it kills us. Um, but I think one of the biggest things is really just forgiving one another. Um, and focusing on the main thing, because that is Jesus. Um, and and just doing that together, because look, none of us, we, we don't like losing friendships. And I think we're in a world today where we don't want to experience hurt, so we will just cut off a relationship because we don't want to have a hard conversation. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. want a good friendship, you have to have hard conversations. Right. You have to do those things. They're uncomfortable and they're terrible, but those are the people we grow closer to, the people that we're most vulnerable with and just honest and down to earth with. That's so good. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I love that we're kind of coming back around to this because whenever you coming back around Delaney and said, hey, sometimes you have to let people from a distance. I was going to ask, I was going to ask kind of just to, clar- to clarify that because I know there was a season in my life where like when I came to know Christ, the, the crowd that I was running with, yeah. was not heading in the direction that I was that my life was beginning to go like in following mm-hmm. Jesus and it wasn't that I needed to cut them out of my life but but I had a conversation with them and I was like guys like listen my life's going to start looking different like the yeah. weekend's not going to look the same for me and and mm-hmm. you know and and 
y'all have heard me talk about this before, but I, I had a season when I, when I found out who my true friends were and who my drinking buddies were. And there are still mm-hmm. some guys mm-hmm. from that season of my life that I'm still close with. And those are true friends that withstood me um, kind, kind of moving on in that season. But then there were some friends that, that were not true friends. Um, and so, we, yeah, we're not, we're not going to call you to, to cut anyone out of your life. But I think that there, for some of you, there may be some friendships, if you were honest to assess, if those that are kind of in your closest inner circle, if, if those friends are not pushing you to Jesus, then, then you, might, you might need to consider, um, you know, really what's your source of community and who, and who is influencing you. And some changes might need to be made there. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you cut them out, like Delaney. Like, so, so I'm glad that you said that. But you know, look, take a look at your inner circle and, and who, who are the, the the friends that you say you're closest to, and what are their priorities? Are they are they pursuing Jesus? Do they have your holiness in mind? Because if they don't, mm-hmm. then they're never going to have the hard conversations that we're talking about. They're just going to yeah. let you let you run off the cliff. Um, and okay. so I think that's something that we that we need to assess. But Delaney, that that was so good. So wrap us up. Take us home. What's the point? All right, friends. Here is the point. Um, good friendships take a lot of hard work and that is something that we all need to remember that good friendships take a lot of work and I loved how earlier Dakota was talking about the key to healthy friendships is selflessness and also like Caleb Mm -hmm. was talking about it's also about honesty and we talked about also being about communication so be friends that don't love sin in each other's lives that are honest um, that are pushing each other to look more like the work the Lord, not more like the world. Mm-hmm. Um, love each other. Have good conversations that just build each other up, not tear each other down. We're going to have to communicate. We're going to have to make some sacrifices, but we promise. Friendships are something that are a gift from the Lord and that they are used to make us look more like Him. So let's be a culture that loves each other well. And sometimes you're going to have to love people at a distance. They might not be a part of your everyday and you might have to take a step back. But make sure you're doing it with the right intentions, not just because it's hard, because friendships can be hard. We love you guys, and we hope that this was an encouragement to you. Send this to your friend. See what we did there? Um, Send it to your friends, and just we're challenging you guys to just invest in your friendships in this season, to take a step in that direction where you're being intentional friends who love each other well. And we would love for you to rate and review us, and make sure that you tune in next week for another episode of Here's the Point. We love you guys. See you guys.